Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. and by you alone. So we welcome you, Father, and we ask you to come and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's say amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, I was telling the nine o'clock service um, that the Lord had, I wanted to preach one message today, and the Lord had dropped, he wouldn't let me, he wouldn't allow me to preach it right now. I think it's going to be a part two to this one. Um, But the title of this message is, You Will Live Again. Say, you will live again. Just look at the person next to you and say, you will live again. You will live again. You know, I just love how the Holy Spirit loves to encourage. The Holy Spirit's always going to be encouraging us and point us to Jesus. Amen? How many of you need some encouragement? (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to be the honest person here and put up all my limbs. I need some Holy Ghost encouragement. How many of you had a week? We had a week. Well, I, I can say personally, I had a week. It was an interesting week filled with mixed emotion and, you know, some grief and some sorrow and a lot of joy. It was birthday week, and now it's Mother's Day today, and it was like, whew, we got, like, emotions flying all over the place. And I was texting my father-in-law, David, and I said, you know, he was like, hey, he's, he's like, hey, darling, I know what's going on. I don't want to pry, but he said, I don't want you to feel like I don't see you either. And he said, how are you doing? And I said, well, I said, truthfully, I said, it's just, you know, there's just been a little bit of grief, some sorrow. I said, but a lot of joy, you know, injected in between. And uh, I said, it sounds like the beauty of God to me, right? And if you've lived for any time on the earth, you know, you've gone through something. You know, how many of you have been through something? You've been through something. You're going through something right now. And, you know, I don't, you know, to encourage you, we will go through more things, you know. But we're going to be okay. Look at the person next to you. Say, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. John 16, 33, and we're going to read this at the end. But Jesus said, you know, in this world, you're going to have stuff. You're going to have some trials. You're going to have some troubles. You're going to have some discouraging moments. You're going to have some challenges. You're going to have to deal with some relational issues. You know where you're going to have to, like, choose me over (laughs) what you actually want to do. You're going to have to die to self. But he said this. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There is nothing that we won't go through that Jesus Christ can't help us with. Amen? Come on, let's clap for Jesus this morning. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing, nothing. And you say, well, Jen, you don't know my story. And I'd say to you, but you don't know my story either. There's nothing that I have not gone through in my life in the darkest moment of my life where I wasn't able to, in that moment, lift my hands to Jesus and say, Jesus, would you come and help me? And you know what? He did. He did and he does just the whisper of the name of Jesus. And he comes running. We have this advocate called the Holy Spirit. You know, one thing I love, we have Holy Spirit. I don't call it Holy Spirit Night. It sounds like Spirit Week, you know, in high school, you know. But Holy Spirit Night, everyone's like, woo, that sounds like a party, you know. And uh, I encourage you, like Jacob was saying, um, this Jacob, not my Jacob, but maybe my Jacob said it without me hearing it. But, you know, if you haven't signed up yet for the Holy Spirit class, but you're curious or maybe you're not filled with the Holy Spirit or you have a lot of questions, maybe you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you still have questions, come. These classes are always awesome. But you know what I notice is we teach this class, anytime we teach on the Holy Spirit or talk about the Holy Spirit, 
he just longs to reveal himself, you know? Because I feel like the Holy feel, it seems like, you know, um, sometimes it's just that we don't talk about the Holy Spirit. We don't want to sing about the Holy Spirit because we're afraid of what we don't understand or we're, we're afraid of speaking in tongues or people don't understand what speaking in tongues is and we don't want to be the weird church. But you know what? The Holy Spirit's part of the Trinity. So to fully know God, we need to fully know the Holy Spirit. To fully experience Jesus, we need to know the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to be afraid of who God is. Amen? We don't have to be afraid of Jesus, and we don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, and so God and so the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm thankful. Say, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit. You know, like I was saying, you know, I've been through a week. How many of you have just had a week? You know what I mean when I say a week? Have you had a week? Just lift your hand up, you know? I, I like playing this game called, could we just play a game called Let's Be Honest? When I was young, it was just a different, I always tell people, they're like, I don't, you know, I'm like, no, it was just a different time to be alive, you know? It was just like, chin up and charge the mountain. So that's what we did, you know? But I like to play this game now. It's not a game, but I just say that, you know? Let's play this game called Let's Be Honest. How many of you have had a week? You know, because I've learned when I'm just honest with the Lord, you know, and I'm not like throwing up on everybody, calling everybody, you know, saying, you know, as I cast my cares onto the Lord, and I'm honest with the Lord, that he meets me in my weakness. And when he meets me in my weakness, I find breath, and I find life, and I find hope, and I find joy, and I find peace, and I find strength. Everything that I have need of, I found by playing this game called Let's Be Honest. You know, so when I say, have you had a week? Who's had a week? Let's do this again. Have you had a week? But the Lord had a, had a message that he dropped in my heart, I believe, for all of us here and for the 9 a.m. It's called, you will live again. Say, I'm going to live again. I'm going to breathe again. I'm going to enjoy life again. I have it now in Jesus' name. You know, um, some of you might know, if you've been at Hope City for any time at all, that I went to Ireland a few years ago. I also kept saying that I was going to share about Ireland. It never happened because this cool thing called COVID happened. And it just didn't feel like the right time to talk about Ireland as you were listening to all of us online. You know, it just wasn't the right message for that moment. Um, but I do want to share something that the Lord wanted me to start, I felt like he wanted me to start with, was actually the end of my trip in Ireland. So some of you might know, you know that song, We Sing Arise? Um, some of uh, my friends, we wrote that song in Ireland. And uh, we were invited to sing that song in Dublin, in this little powerful, powerful Holy Spirit church called Liberty Church. The pastor's name was Noel Kenny. And on this Sunday morning, this was just like the closing of our trip. We didn't, we weren't supposed to go sing at this church, you know, but um, I wrote this song um, with, the, with another friend and, and then his son-in-law. So he's like, okay, well, my son-in-law helped write this song. We got to sing this in, you know, in church. I'm like, cool, we get to go lead worship in a church in Ireland? Like, I'm all in. Like, how cool is that? And so I didn't really know Noel. Like, I knew him to, like, say hi, but we hadn't had a conversation. So I didn't know anything about him, and he didn't know anything about me. And um, so, at the, so on that Sunday morning, at the end of the service, he said, Jenny, he said, did you feel like you came home today? And it kind of caught me off guard because he didn't know me. He didn't know anything about my story. And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, because when I saw you, he said, I felt like you came home today. And he said, the Lord wanted me to tell you to pray for you and that you came back to reclaim what the enemy had stolen from your family. 
He didn't know anything about me. He didn't know I was Irish. He had no idea. He didn't know that on the um, New Year's Eve prior to that September that the Lord had told me you, that I was going to Ireland. I'm like, I'm going to Ireland? I don't even know anybody in Ireland, you know? I don't know any connections in Ireland. Long story short, I end up in Ireland, and he said, he said, when I saw you, I said you came home, and that I'm supposed to tell you that you came back to the land to reclaim what the enemy has stolen from you. And he said, Jenny, he said, would you allow me to pray for you today? He said, can I I pray for you like you're one of us. He said, can I pray for you like you're Irish? Because you are. And I am sobbing, okay? Like snot sobbing. It's just like Holy Ghost moment where I knew that it wasn't about the singing. It wasn't about the cool song. It wasn't about like being like the, you know, high school musical in a bus with 13 girls for 10 days. And that was cool. And that was a vibe. It was super fun. It was about that moment for the Lord to tell me that I came back to my, my homelands, my father's land, my mom's German, my dad's Irish to come back and reclaim what the enemy stole. And I'm just standing there and I'm undone. And the Lord's just like, whoosh, identity whoosh, reclaiming, whoosh, Jenny, this is why you're here. And the Lord wanted me to tell you today that it's time to reclaim what the enemy's stolen. I'd be clapping for that. Some of you haven't just had a week. You've had a season. Yeah, who laughed? Yeah. You haven't just had a season, you've had a year. You haven't just had a year, it's felt like five years, maybe it's felt like 10 years, you know? And you just, it's like you're climbing over a mountain only to find another mountain. And you're just like, can I just get some pasture? Can I just get an oasis? Can I just get some rivers in the desert? But the Lord would say to you today that you will live again. And it's time to reclaim and take back what the enemy has stolen from you. Some of us have been standing on the front lines for so long that we've gotten weary, we've gotten worn out, and we've gotten tired. But the thing is, and we, we preached on Sabbath several months ago, one of the things that can happen as we get tired is we, we can, you know, lose our identity. We forget who we are when we get weary, when we get worn out, and we get tired. But I want to remind you today that you have been called into the kingdom for such a time as this, that God breathes his very spirit, he's breathed his very life in you, and he's breathing upon you again today. And he's saying, you will live again. You will hope again. You're going to laugh again. You're not just going to have to keep enduring life, that you're going to begin to enjoy life. You will have courage again. You're going to pick up your bed and walk again. You're going to be excited for life again. I'm not kidding. He told me to tell you this. It's time for us to stand in the presence of the Lord long enough like this morning. Let's just lift our hands to Jesus right now, right now. It's hot. Can someone just keep that back door open? I would choose a cooler room and a louder room over a hot room. Amen. Usher, do we have an usher in the back? Perfect. Can we open the door, please? Thank you. Let's lift our hands to Jesus. Say, Holy Spirit, would you breathe on me right now? Breathe on me, breath of God. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Breathe on me, wind of the Spirit. Breathe on me, presence of God today, that I would live again, not by the power of my own strength, but by the power of your strength and by your Spirit. 
In Jesus' name, amen. There's this beautiful scripture, and I believe it's in Zephaniah. I always get Zephaniah and Zechariah. It's one of them. It's chapter 4, okay? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's for some of you right now, for what you're dealing with right now. The Lord says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Turn to your Bibles to Ezekiel 37, if you have your Bible today. Ezekiel 37, 11, in the New Living Translation says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, We have become old, dry bones. Say old, dry bones. Say it again. Say old, dry bones. Then it says, all hope is gone. Have you ever felt like that in a season? Maybe in a year, in five years, you know, in a decade that, you know, that you thought was going to be a shorter season? That my hope is gone? And then it says, our nation is finished. Dry bones here represent depression, hopelessness, sickness, oppression, despair, death. You can fill in the blank. And I want to say this to some of you today is that you're not just a bag of old powdery bones. Yeah, I know, that's kind of funny, but I, I felt like I literally wrote that down, and that's for somebody. You are not just a bag of old powdery bones. And you're not old bones. You're fresh bones. I don't care how old you are. You're not old bones. You're fresh bones. You are spirit of God bones. You are word of God bones living inside of you. This is not the end. This is not the end. I don't care how old you are in this room. This is not the end for you. This is not the end. In fact, it was said to Job that the latter days of his life would be greater than the former days. So get your hope on and hear the word of the Lord today because Gene and Jeff, this is not the end. That the latter days of your life shall be greater than the former days. And I declare that over both of you in the name of Jesus. And I say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord and you will live again. You will live again. Come on, church, lift your hand or just put your hands towards Jeff and Gene. You will live again. You will breathe again. You will be completely restored back to health in life in Jesus name again your family will be whole again you will have peace and harmony in your family again in Jesus name this is a seasoned church to reclaim what the enemy stole reclaim means to bring back to recover to bring back from its former state but it also means to bring back to even in better condition amen so in Ezekiel 37, we're going to take it from verse 1, but what you need to know is that this is a vision that God gave Ezekiel about the nation of Israel, okay? So let's go to verse 1, Ethan. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the, of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living again? Some of you have been asking yourself this question this season. Will it ever be better again? Will it ever be good again? Will I ever have joy like I had when I was a child again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone, God, know the answer to that. And then he said to me, speak, say speak, a prophetic message. Say a prophetic message. Say I got to speak a prophetic message. 
Oh, you don't believe me yet. Say, I got to speak a prophetic message. See, Abraham, if you look in Romans, he praised God before he received the promise. You know, we got to call things that be not as though they were. Amen? Speak a prophetic message. And what, it, what was that message? Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord said. He said, look, say, look, I'm going to put breath into you, church, and I'm going to make you live again. And I will put flesh, yeah, come on, and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Not I was prophesied as it was suggested. I was prophesied as I was commanded, and I prophesied. Say prophesied. There was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy. Do you notice that it wasn't a one-time prophesying, okay? So when you're prophesying to yourself, when you're encouraging yourself in the Lord, and you don't see things change, don't stop. Don't stop. Amen? Verse 9, also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord your God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. Stand up today, church. Stand up on your feet. God has called you to stand. I'm not ending the message, just so you know, so... God has called us to stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But here, here, we don't have to stand strong in our own strength, that we can stand strong as we breathe in the breath of God. Have you noticed that it's using the word prophesy a lot? Have you noticed it's using the word breath a lot? How many of you know breath is important? Try holding your breath for one minute and then tell me if you think it's important. Look around the room. God's called you to stand. Look at, look at each other. God's called you to stand as an exceeding great army, as an exceedingly great church. As an ex- you might be standing here with your family as an exceedingly great family to be a testimony for the glory of God. As you prophesy the word of the Lord, stand up and declare the word of the Lord. Amen. You can take a seat for a minute. So the Lord's telling us that we will live again. So in verse 5, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you. Okay, so breath represents the spirit of God. Okay, so breath is the Holy Spirit. Into you and make you live again. Say, I need the breath of God. I need to spend time with God. I need to spend enough time with God every day so that he's breathing life into me. Amen? Try holding your breath, like I said, don't, we're, we're not actually going to do that, okay? But holding your breath for one moment. Translate that into not spending time with Jesus every week and wonder why things can be tough for you. God's promise to us today is that we will live again. I already said this, we're going to repeat it. You're going to live again. You're going to walk again. You're going to run again. You're going to laugh again. You're going to breathe again. You're going to get up again. You're going to have hope again. You're going to have courage again. You're going to get your nerve back again, and that's for somebody. 
you're going to dream again. You're going to have breath in your lungs again to be who God has called you to be so that you can do everything he's called you to do. Michael and Ashley, stand up for a minute. Michael and Ashley, just lift your hands to the Lord. You're going to have courage as you're walking on water this week and stepping out into what you, you believe and we believe that the Lord is calling you guys to do. I say courage rise up in the name of Jesus. Let there be no doubt. Let there be no wanderings. But may you have Holy Spirit eyes to lock on to Jesus. That you wouldn't look to the left or to the right. And I pray that God would continue to open doors that no man can close. And close doors that no man can open for you. And that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And I say favor is yours today to step out and launch your business. In Jesus' name, let's say amen church. Amen. Amen. So live again in the Hebrew is from the word haya. Okay. It means to be revived. Say revived. It means to become alive. Say alive. It means to give life. It means to be restored to life from death. It means resurrection life. This is awesome. Okay. So when God breathes his life into us, this is what happens when we spend time with the breath of God. Holy Spirit, this is what happens. But if we don't spend time with the Holy Spirit, with the breath of God, then the opposite will happen. Okay. It means to be restored from ruins. How many can feel like that? Yeah, at times. From sickness. How many of you are dealing with health challenges today? Jehovah Rapha is your healer in Jesus' name. From discouragement of spirit, from death, from faintness. I learned a new word this past week, and it was, you know, if I'd just known this word at our last Encourage Night with the ladies, it would have just, like, saved me 10 minutes of talking. Because in this one word, it described everything I was trying to communicate. And the word is languish. And I've, I've seen and I've felt so strongly in my spirit and I just have so much compassion for people who have felt stuck, for people who have felt hopeless, for people who have felt lost, for families who have been separated, for those of you who felt like you've been believing God for so long. You're just tired and you're weary and you want to give up and quit. But that's the word languish, you know. It's to lose or lack vitality, to grow weak or feeble, to suffer from being forced to remain in an unpleasant place, situation, or excessive exertion. Who can relate to some of that? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. But what do we do when we feel that languishing in our life? What do we do in the void? What do we do in the middle? Well, Ezekiel 37 is our text for this. It's telling us what to do. Ezekiel uh, verse 4, Ethan. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message. What do you do? You speak a prophetic message and you say to your bones, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. What do we do? We prophesy. Say prophesy. Say prophesy. So prophecy means to call those things basically that be not as though they were. You're speaking into the future. You're seeing then and you're declaring it to come to pass in Jesus' name, even when you don't see it right now in the physical. So prophesy in the Hebrew means to speak. Say speak. For all you worshipers and musical people, you're going to like this. Prophesy also here means to speak with music. Okay? It means to speak with singing. Say singing. So what do we do? We prophesy, but you know what else that we can do? We worship. We worship. How many worshipers do we have in the room? You should all have your hands up. The worship team are not the only worshipers in the room. 
Okay? We are all worshipers, and I'm going to say this. You're all worship leaders. You're all worship. So what do we do when our soul is grieved? What do we do when we are feeling weary and tired? What do we do when we feel like things are not coming to pass? What do we feel when we've been betrayed? What do we do in seasons of depression? What do we do in seasons of suffering and trials and tribulations? I could go on and on and on because life can sometimes get the best of us. We prophesy and we worship. We worship. How many of you worshiped this morning? And did you sense the rain of his presence watering you? Did you feel the breath of life filling you? Did you feel a greater sense of joy? Did you feel a greater sense of hope? Did you feel a greater sense of peace? These are some of the things that worship does. And Ezekiel, that vision in Ezekiel is reminding us what to do. And some of us need to hear this, and I said this in the first service, and I'm not trying to be mean, but some of us have to quit whining and start singing. Some of us, I'm glad you said amen to that. I don't feel so mean. We need to quit groaning and moaning and start worshiping. I'm not talking about groaning and travailing in the spirit, okay, with sackcloth and sackcloth, I can't say that word, but. You know, I mean, moaning and growing. Well, why isn't this happening? And this and that and this and that. Start worshiping and see what happens. When King Saul was dealing with um, that spirit of depression, he brought in an anointed musician who was King David. And you know what David did? He played his little harp, okay? He wasn't like chief musician at the time or anything. He's just like playing out in the field. But he was known to be an anointed musician because he had spent time with the Lord. And you know what the anointing does? It breaks a heavy yoke. You know what the anointed anointing does in your life? It shifts the atmosphere. Do you know what the anointing does? It breaks spirits of despair and hopelessness. Hopelessness is not your portion. It's not your portion. And sometimes we can deal with things so long, we start to believe a lie like that's all we get. And that's our portion. Well, I guess I'm going to be broke. I guess this is the way it is. And we start just being okay with it because we're used to it. Don't get used to it. Get used to hope. Get used to joy. Get used to peace. Get used to enjoying life because it's time to reclaim what the enemy has stolen. So we're talking about bones in Ezekiel, okay? Some of you might know I wanted to be a doctor, okay? So I love science. I love geek talk and all of that, okay? I didn't go too heavy on this, but I did read enough articles to support this. I'm a student, okay? So you got to fact check hard, okay? So I'm all about that. Um, but let's talk about some science for a minute because I think for all you science lovers, you're going to be curious to know this, okay? So I don't think that this was just, I don't want to say just a vision from the Lord. It's a powerful vision, okay, of the nation of Israel. But there's a little bit more to this than what meets the eye, okay? So a healthy bone is made up of about 31% of water, Okay. You might not have known that. Bones make up our skeletal system. You know that. They provide support for our muscles and other soft tissues in our body. But I read an article this week called, Do Our Bones Influence Our Minds? Okay? Do Our Bones Influence Our Minds? So according to this passage in Ezekiel, I think it's safe to say these bones weren't too healthy. Okay? 
Most likely not 31% water. So one of the things I learned is that bone is not just stone, okay? Bone is highly complex tissue, and now they're saying it's more like an organ that is composed of millions of blood cells and molecular transmitters, okay? So you understand what I'm talking about there? Yes, that means they talk. Okay, that's what I'm saying there. Yes, transmitters. Your bones talk to your brain. Okay, you can go read this for yourself. If you want me to send you the article, I send it to you myself, okay? Your bones talk to your brain and other organs within your body. Your bones help regulate sugar levels in your body. So before they were thought like organs in your body were just islands unto themselves and like, Cool, you have a spleen, you have a heart, you know, you take care of your kidneys, you take care of your liver, you take care of your brain. But they're actually all interconnected, including the bones. Okay? There's a reason why in Ezekiel he said prophesy. Okay? Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Healthy bones create this needed protein in our bodies called osteocalcin, which creates stronger, which helps create stronger communication to our brain, helping reduce depression and memory loss. Okay, so as we get older, some of those things can, you know, because our bone density gets a little bit less, okay? I'm not a doctor, so I'll just stop there, but I think that we need to look a little bit deeper, okay? When it's saying dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, and for some of you, I feel like the Lord's saying take care of your bones. Prophesy to your bones, okay? So this, this isn't just a little, this isn't just a, a powerful vision. It goes a little bit deeper, like I was saying, um, but I, I... <laughs> We need to prophesy to our life. You need to prophesy to your body. You need to prophesy to your marriage. You need to prophesy over your children, parents. You need to prophesy to your future. You know, it's kind of funny when we say our children, or parenting is a nightmare. You know what? We don't, you know, we, we thought that was all funny. But you know what? We got to start prophesying because what we speak, we will walk into. Okay. Don't wonder why, okay? I, I, we all know about parenting. Our neighbors were just like, we were walking past our neighbors yesterday, and they're having fun with their children, you know, as they see our adult children just like happily leaving the house, and Jake and I just get to go for a stroll with our life. I just want to say here, speak well over your children, parents. Let's say it again. Speak well over your children. Prophesy to them. Say, you are strong. You are brilliant. You've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. You might be making me really upset right now, but you are filled with the spirit of, I'm saying, don't say that. You are filled with the spirit of God. You are anointed. You will be strong, a strong oak tree for the glory of God. Okay? Parents, and I didn't say that in the first service, but that's for somebody. Just watch what you say to your kids. Prophesy. Verse 7, so I, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and there was a noise, and a suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. In this vision, God is telling Ezekiel to prophesy, so I want to ask you, what are you speaking, and what are you singing? Okay, singing, because prophecy means to speak. We know in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Say it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, we also know that out of the abundance of the, the mouth, out of the abundance of the, the mouth. So what are you filling yourself up with? What are you listening to? What are you spending time with? Are you, and I'm going to say this again, are you spending enough time with Jesus not to get your gold, just get your gold star on your chart and say, I spent time with Jesus today. 
No. Spend time with the breath of God that he can breathe life on you and remind you of who you are. Because when you know who you are, parents, you're able to impart identity into your children. The word spoken to you is the word that becomes engrafted in you. What's engrafted in you will be manifested through you. Say that again. Some of you got confused about that. The word spoken in you, to you is the word that becomes engrafted in you. What's engrafted in you will be manifested through you. And I'm using the word engrafted because engrafting takes time. Say it takes time. It takes time. It takes time. Your words, and I already said this, are like doors that you will walk into for your future. So what we speak, we will have. Okay? What we speak, we will have. And we have to say something. Say, say something. Psalm 32, 3. Do we have that, Ethan? When I kept silence, say silence. My bones wasted away through my groaning all the day long. You have to say something. And what is that something? It's the word of God. So when you're going through circumstances and situations, find a promise of God. And we're going to read it at the end of the message here, some promises of God. Find some promises of God. Jeremiah 29, 11. When you're ch- I'm going hard on parents. This is obviously for a reason. Didn't even come up in the first service. You know, when your child is frustrating you or you're just like, I can't see the trees through the forest right now. I want to strangle you right now. Right now, where you have Jeremiah scriptures like Jeremiah 29:11 in your back pocket, and you've been praying it over your child. I know the plans for you, says the Lord. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans not to harm you, but plans to prosper you. Say to your parents, read the word. Read the word. Read the word. I see Jaden, you know, Jaden, don't worry, I'm not gonna call you up. He's like, oh, what's happening? It's evident to me that Jaden reads the word of God. And I can tell when the Lord wants him to pray because he starts pacing around. But have you ever heard Jaden pray? If anyone's ever heard Jaden pray, he's not just praying his own, you know, stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say when you're prophesying, when you're speaking, when you're singing out, pray the word. Nothing's more powerful than praying the word. But, you know, you can hear Jaden up here and saying, God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. I've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And it's coming out of him because he's taken time to put it in himself. Amen? Because he held on to the word in the darkest of his nights, I believe, when there was nothing else to hold on to. And he clung to it because it's all he had. And we'll never know that Jesus is all we need until Jesus is all we have. Amen? We know that in Genesis that the worlds were framed by what? The word of God. It says that in Hebrews, but we can see that in Genesis. How are you framing your world, church? What are you declaring over yourself? What are you declaring over your family? You know, I don't know how much time you sleep. My husband tells me that I don't sleep very much. Um, I don't know. I don't really pay attention. But, um, but I think I have roughly 16 to 17 hours, I did the math this week, to prophesy over myself. I know, it's kind of like funny, but it helps us think a little bit though, right? Sometimes we don't think, how much time do I have to use today to speak? Say it again. How much time, I'll pose it to you, do you have each day to speak life? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want the environment of your home to feel like? 
What do you want the relationship with your spouse to look like? I got 16 or 17 hours. What am I going to do with that to influence my day, myself, my family, my circumstances, and my situations? And I'm preaching myself, you know. The Lord has been just like had me on this joke. You know, we've been training, retraining our dog. He's seven years old, okay? <laughs> it's never too late. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> We're walking our dogs last night, and we have a beagle whose name is Frank, okay? Frankie Valducci is his nickname. And Jake just has him on a tight leash, you know? And I kind of feel like Frank right now where the Lord just has me on this tight leash because I want to, when I lead worship, that my words will bear weight and my words will bear authority. So the Lord has been hard, hard, hard on me the last few weeks and correcting me. I've had to ask for forgiveness. I've gone to some people and apologized for words that I speak or things that I've done, okay? Because, you know, here we can say, you know, you're going to reclaim what the enemy has stolen. But if we're not watching what we're saying, if we're not watching what we speak, we can say, great big God, itty bitty devil, all we want. But we got to live a life connected to Jesus. Amen. So what are we singing? What are we hearing? What are we speaking about? What are we saying when we feel like we're those dry bones? Are we worshiping? Are we prophesying? Are we speaking? Worship team, come up we got to declare the promises of God over our life. Let's stand up, church. Say, i got to declare the promises of God over my life. It's hot in here. I know you guys have been champs, but I need 10 brave people to come to the front. Don't worry. It won't be that scary. 10 people, men and women, 10 volunteers. Should we start picking? There we go. Here we go. You want to take one down and pass it around? Did you guys know that the word was meant, the word of God, here, just step into light. Come in the, middle. the word of God was meant to be spoken out loud. Have you ever noticed that when you hear the word spoken out loud that the atmosphere shifts, that the atmosphere changes? And we're going to practice that here in a minute. The Bible says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And it wasn't just the word that Jesus carried in his heart, but it was, well, God. It was the word that God spoke. It was the spoken word. It was the logos word. So we're going to practice that today, is speaking the promises of God out loud. Now, it says 10 promises of God there. There's not just 10 promises of God. You know that, right? Someone said, oh, there's 10 promises of God. I'm like, no, there's a whole lot more than 10 promises of God. But we have um, another mic, don't we? No, you guys can use this one. Reese, you want to start? Number one, peace. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. When you feel alone and discouraged, Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never forsake you nor leave you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. When you're going through trials, John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Counsel and instruction. 
Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. From weariness, Matthew 11, 28, and 29. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Grace in times of weakness, 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hope and strength in tough seasons. Isaiah 40, 31. For those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and go and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Hope for your future. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Come on, let's say amen. We got two more. We're going to have Reese. Healing. 1 Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Number 10, when the battle is raging, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Come on, let's clap for that. Let's clap for that. Just hold on a minute. I want to pray for some people. Um, how many of you, just, everybody, just let's close our eyes just for a moment. And we can always feel an uncomfortable thing to lift your eyes, but how many of you have, just been in a season where it's been tough. Just lift your hand. Where you felt weary. Maybe you felt like old dry bones or you've been felt discouraged. You've dealt with depression and anxiety. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jake and I want to pray for you this morning. And, and we didn't do this in the 9 o'clock service, but I felt strongly that the Lord said before I started preaching today that we need to open up the front. We're not going to drag this out. We know that it's Mother's Day. But there's something about laying hands sometimes on people that's just needed and necessary. And I do believe for many of us that today is a day that we will remember forever to reclaim what the enemy has tried to steal for us. He's under my feet. Say, he's under my feet. There's, he's under my feet. There's an old song. We used to make fun of it, but, you know, I went to the enemy's camp to take back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. But the Lord wants us to, you know, you know, you can go through seasons of enduring and have enjoyment, but I just sense strongly that the Lord's trying to pull some of us into more into the enjoyment lane. Amen? Which comes from the breath of the Holy Spirit. So I just want to ask you to come to the front. We're going to pray for you, and the worship team's going to sing. We want to pray for you this morning. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. 
If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.